All right, ladies, we're at the end of the Launch Your Life Summit. And last but not least, we're gonna talk about your future. This next workshop is gonna be all about creating vision for yourself, setting goals, dominating your career, and really just creating a positive mindset, especially in these chaotic and unpredictable times. We wanna prepare you to just go out and crush your goals and become the professional that you've always wanted to be. Welcome everyone. Today we are going to be talking about sorting out the shoulds in your life. Now to get started, I am Chris and I am the founder of Empowered Achievers, which is my career clarity coaching business where I work with women to help them clarify their path and build a professional life they love. I am super excited to be talking to you about this topic of shoulds today because I think it is one of the single most transformational things, most important things to learn as a new grad. So I am very excited to be sharing this with you. You see, not too long ago, I was in the same position that you're in today. Not exactly the same position as there wasn't a global pandemic going on, but you get the gist. I was graduating college, ready and willing and eager to take on the world. So when I graduated from Loyola Marymount in 2011, I went straight into marketing, then into advertising. I built my career in the advertising world and eventually went on to have my quote unquote peak in the industry when I worked as a media buyer at an agency in San Francisco with Google as my main client. Pretty much I had the kind of career that was perfect on paper. I worked for a huge client. I was paid well. I worked at a cool agency, lived in an amazing city. Um, I had a job that my parents were very proud to tell all of their friends about. And yet, slowly over time, I started to have some doubts about it, right? So originally it started as the little whisper in the back of my head that was saying, are you sure this is what you wanna do forever? Of course, in that situation, I did what most people do, which is ignore it, push it down, heard the tiny doubt. And after I pushed it down, it started to get a little louder and then the doubt got louder and louder. And eventually it turned into the whisper that turned into a full on screen. And even though I had tried to ignore my doubts about my professional path, they eventually became so loud that I could no longer ignore them. Several years down the road, you know, I realized I wasn't sure that what I was doing was what I wanted to do with my career long terms. The big old yikes. The conundrum. I was in at that point, I now realize is a very, very common one. I had quote unquote fallen into my role as a result of following the path that was laid out in front of me. Up until that point in my life, I had always known what was expected of me. I finished high school, went to college, studied marketing. Um, I wanted to be an art history major, but my mom told me that business was more practical. So I obliged. I studied, completed my four years, and graduated with honors, and it was really simple. Totally path, you know, the path was completely clear up until that point. And so it was easy enough for me to follow it. And yet after I graduated, I followed the next steps that I thought were obvious. I looked for my first job within my major and I got started. And that's how I ended up in the position that I found myself in. Overwhelmed, confused about my professional path, um, you know, I had spent so, so long following the path of shoulds laid out in front of me that I had never taken the time to think critically and ask myself what I actually wanted within my career. 
this is where you get into a little bit of an issue. I had never had to question myself in my path. I had just been following the expectations of what I thought I ought to be doing instead of asking myself what was the path that I wanted to follow. And as a result, I had my quote unquote quarter life crisis moment when I realized that what I was doing was definitely not it. Right? It's the, the pit in your stomach when you realize something feels off. Not so good. So at that point, I was terrified, overwhelmed. I felt like the world was bottoming out from under me. Right? I thought that I had been doing the right thing. And so what was I supposed to do now that I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do anymore? This is where we run into a problem. The good news that I can tell you all now is that it is totally figure outable to quote Marie Forleo. It is possible to find out what you want within your professional path, what you want it to look like. But in order to do that, you need to first start by sorting out your shoulds. I did it and I have since helped countless clients do the same thing. And I know I can help you with this too. So that's what I'm gonna talk you through today. How to separate out the shoulds from your true desires. Cause those are two very different things for the most part. Um, unfortunately, this is a topic that is not taught in colleges, which is my own personal soapbox that I will stand on and, and shout about till the day I die, because it really should be, right? Everyone should learn how to think critically about their professional path because so many people end up in the exact same situation that I was in, which is overwhelmed, shocked by the realization that their predetermined path that they've been following stops at college for the most part, right? And just feeling really scared, feeling stuck. And a lot of people find themselves in that boat and it's a shame that we don't give them the tools to respond to this. But that's why I wanna to talk to you today about the shoulds, to share with you what I've learned and what I've shared with clients to help them determine their own calling as well. Because you deserve a professional path that is by design and not something that you've fallen into by accident. That much I know. So let's talk about the shoulds. When I say the shoulds, what I'm talking about are the things that you think you should be doing when it comes to your professional path. So these are expectations that are either conveyed implicitly or explicitly over time about what is considered the right path. Maybe these are expectations such as you should go to college. You should study business. You should get a nine to five job. Maybe these are expectations about what major is best or what jobs are considered quote unquote good jobs. Either way, these are things that you have typically heard from other people. And the way we gather up our shoulds is by synthesizing all of the information we hear over time. It's natural. It is human to let other people's opinions impact yours. This is a topic that I focus on with all of my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, and it's part of something that we typically call mindset. So mindset is essentially your core beliefs that you hold about the world around you. And they're often pulled from things that you've heard growing up, experiences you've had, examples you've seen. Um, for example, if your parents always talked about their jobs being soul-sucking, maybe you grew up to think that, you know, work is a necessary evil. Um, if your sister told you all about her college roommate who decided to start a business and was struggling both for clients and for cash, maybe you think to yourself, Starting a business is not a financially responsible decision. 
right? You see how that works? Um, so while these are beliefs that can sometimes be true, maybe in some situations it's not a financially reasonable decision, they're rarely always true. And this is where the conundrum lies. I often explain these beliefs as tapes that play over and over in the back of your head throughout your life, leading you to act a certain way, right? If one of your beliefs is the only way to be successful is a corporate gig, then you're probably pretty unlikely to start a business, right? Beliefs are typically helpful in terms of they help make us who they are, right? They provide a lot of helpful information. And that said, there are certain beliefs that are not helpful to us. And those are what we typically call limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are like the ones I mentioned above, right? The, the only way to be successful is a corporate gig. This belief is fine and dandy if you want to be building a career in corporate, but not so good if you've always dreamt about becoming a business owner, right? Because if you have always wanted to become a business owner, you're going to limit yourself and not do that out of fear that doing so would make you quote unquote, not successful. So you see how that works, right? Because of the belief you hold, you are acting a certain way and drive certain behavior, drive certain action, drive certain outcomes. Now, the reason I share all of this with you is because your shoulds are typically, right, they're essentially a piece of mindset and they're often quite limiting. Nine times out of 10, when people start talking about what they should be doing in a situation, it's a surefire way to tell that it's not what they want to be doing. I mean, I know I'm not the only one who has ever said something along the lines of like, I want to go on this trip, but I really should be responsible and save the money. I'm sure we've all been there. Um, and I know I've certainly been there. The problem with shoulds is that all they're really doing is pushing you further and further along the accepted path, right? And this, you know, might make your life easier in the short term because you are not rocking the boat, but it often leads to this later, what am I doing with my life moment? When you realize that you aren't happy with the path that you're on. And that, my friend, is how I ended up with my very own quarter life crisis. Shoulds, simply hurt your self-esteem. Right? You either follow them and end up feeling like a passenger in your own life, or you go against them and typically end up feeling pretty guilty, like you're doing something wrong since you're not acting as you ought to. You dig with me? That is why today we want to start digging into your shoulds. Start sorting them out so you can unpack some of the noise and see them for what they really are. And in turn, start thinking about the life that you really want, not just the one that you should be having. That's what we want for all of you. So as we start to think about your shoulds, I wanted to walk you through a little bit of an exercise. I'm gonna take you through some of these questions about your professional path and help you to uncover your shoulds and the self-expectations that you've been carrying around. I'm gonna be sharing the questions, um, but I'm not gonna have you necessarily pause to work through them right now, because that's not the best use of time. And as much as you probably just would love to have me sit here and stare at you through the computer while you do it, that's probably not the best use of any of our time. So 
I want to share these questions and then I want you to write them down, come back to them, take a picture of them from your, your screen, however you want to do it. But take down these questions so that you can come back to them, think about them, and then spend more time exploring the answers. So let's start with question number one. What kind of things have you heard about careers from your family? Right? So did your parents love your jobs? Did they hate them? Did you have one working parent or two? Did your parents work long hours? Right? I want you to think about these questions and the kind of examples that you saw and the things that you heard when it came to work. So try writing any of these out to the best of your ability. Just give yourself time. Um, and I always like to encourage that people treat this as kind of like a free write exercise. Right? Give yourself time, sit down with a cup of coffee and a pen and get cozy and let the words flow. Because I could tell you, a lot of people see prompts like this and they're like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll think through it in my head and, and that'll, that'll get me there. But I'm telling you, it is so much more impactful if you sit and actually write on it because sometimes things will come out of the tip of that pen that you didn't even know were in the back of your head. So take this, come back to this later, but I want you to write out your answer to what kind of things have you heard? What kind of examples have you seen? Because in turn, we'll ask how that actually impacted our career, right? So what kind of examples and things did you hear? Uh, number two, what kind of things did you hear about your career from those around you, right? So same question, but your peers, your professors, friends, the media, um, based on the people around you. So what kind of things did you hear? What kind of examples did you see? Were there certain jobs that were always talked about as quote unquote, really good jobs? That's what I want you to think about with this question is same as number one, but with the wider audience of people in your life. Number three, so based on those things that you've seen and heard, what kind of life do you feel that you should be living? So what are your self-exposed, self-imposed expectations of success? What are the things that you consider good or not so good? Write out as many shoulds as possible as you can here. So again, free write, free write, kind of sit and just word vomit out on the paper all of the shoulds that you can think of that have come up with you based on these external examples and, and things that you've heard. So what is the life that you feel like you should be living based on those things? And then four, now that you have all of those shoulds on paper, I want you to ask yourself, how have I been living to these shoulds? So have you been living to these? Um, if so, in what way have you been following the accepted path? How have your expectations shaped your actions? And if you have not been doing this, then I want you to consider how the shoulds have made you feel about the life you are living, right? Is it making you feel shame or guilt or, you know, you're doing the thing you want to be doing, but you kind of feel bad about it, right? What is it that comes up for you when it comes to that? So these are your four questions that I want you to ask. And these are where I want you to begin with your shoulds. I want you to think about these questions, okay? Because I'm telling you, a lot of good stuff is going to come out as you sit and write, and you're going to look back at it and say, oh my gosh, I had no idea all of this was coming up for me. And I also want to give you an example of my own experience, because I know it can be really helpful for people to know, you know, how to actually go through something like this. So I want to use the example that I mentioned before, which was something that I had to 
identify for myself, which was this belief that the only way to be successful was a career in corporate. So for me, there were all kinds of things that I heard growing up that led me to believe that the only way to be successful was corporate, right? I had a dad who was in a corporate nine to five and a mom who ran her own business. And while my mom was a really great example, I sometimes heard things that led me to believe that the only way to be successful was the corporate world. So for example, one year we had a family vacation to Hawaii. And as we were there celebrating, my dad said to us something along the lines of, say congratulations to your mom. She had such a successful last few months that it paid for this vacation. Now, while this was meant to be celebrating my mom's successes, in my brain as a kid, I took the statement to mean, oh, so you mean that her work doesn't normally pay for her vacations, right? In my mind, I twisted this statement to assume that her job wasn't the stable one that paid for things. It was kind of just like the fun money. And my dad's job was the, you know, quote unquote, real job that actually paid for stuff. It was an interesting way, but that's what happens, right? It's, it's the kid brain that translates what is being said and makes our own assumptions about what that means. And, you know, if I had told my parents about this, or even if I told my dad now, you know, you said this when we were in Hawaii when I was seven, and all of a sudden I took this to mean that you can't be successful if you're not in corporate, he would be horrified, truly horrified. <laughs> and of course, he was not trying to convey that message. Of course, my parents were trying to show how awesome both of their careers were, but I made that translation with my little kid brain and made some assumptions. And that's how this stuff works. So that was my example, right? And this is a, a quick and dirty version, but that I could put as one of my examples for one of the things that I heard from those around me. And I have plenty of other examples of corporate being success throughout life. So I could write out tons of answers to this second question of where else did you hear it? But media peers in school, those were always the jobs that people talked about. They always, always the jobs that my friends wanted. So it furthers that mentality that that's what success is. And when we look at, right, what should that's teaching you? Well, it taught me this should that we've already identified. I should be on the corporate path. That's how you be successful. In turn, there we go. In turn, I did that. I climbed the corporate ladder and I built my path with that in mind. So I crafted the corporate path and stayed on that course for a number of years. And as you already obviously know, it didn't work out so well for me long term. Um, eventually it was, you know, I realized that it wasn't what I wanted, but it wasn't until I identified that this should, this should that I was putting on myself of I should be on a corporate path that I was able to identify that I was holding myself back with this self expectation. And until I found that I couldn't move forward from it, right? So this is why I want you to start to think about your shoulds. I want you to really consider these things. I want you to sit down with a cup of coffee, go through these four questions for yourself. I know I just gave you a really brief example, but do kind of the free write of what are all the things that I've heard both from family, from friends, what are they, what kind of shoulds are these conveying to me? 
how have I lived those shoulds, um, but that kind of thing. So I give you a quick example, but I would really love for you to come back to this later and think about the shoulds that you have in the back in your head and whether or not they have been impacting you. Okay, so once you have a better understanding of your shoulds and how they've been impacting your career to date, you can start to think about what success means to you. Right, what kind of life do you wanna be leading? Because in my opinion, success is all about what a career means to you, right? Finding something that is fulfilling to you. As I like to say, there is no perfect job. It's all about finding something that is perfect for you based on your needs. So that's why, you know, my focus with clients is getting to the heart of what those needs are because it's so important to identify this and because otherwise this is where you run into trouble, right? You're, you're building a career based on what someone else sees as success. And if that doesn't resonate with you, I can tell you because I've been there, you go and you kind of do the motions day in, day out and you feel the over, overwhelming emptiness. So success is all about finding a career that's fulfilling to you. And we want to think about perfect for you, not perfect in general, because there is no perfect job, I would argue, right? There is no something that is, is gonna feel like rainbows and unicorns every day. There's gonna be hard parts. As much as I love running my own business, I don't really love when I have to sit and do QuickBooks. It's just like not the most fun for me, but I love the work that I'm doing so much that it makes the challenging days or the days where I have to sit and do QuickBooks for six hours worth it. So that is what I want you to think about, something that is fulfilling to you based on your needs. So a lot of people make the mistake of letting others determine that, right? That's how they end up with a path created by others. They ask what is success and they're kind of going based on the other expectations, the shoulds, all the things that we've talked about up until now. And the problem here is they're writing shotgun instead of the driver's seat. And so the example I use here, these seem a little out there, but bear with me, um, is often what we see is this situation of people saying, how did I get here? And the analogy I like to use, as silly as it is, is Hawaiian pizza. So regardless of where you stand on the issue, pro-pineapple on your pizza, anti-pineapple on your pizza, we can agree, I think, that it is a hot button issue. Right? A lot of people have very strong feelings on this, shockingly to me, um, very strong feelings. And let's just say in this situation that you are team no pineapple and your roommate says they're gonna go, you know, grab some food at, let's say a local place that has, you know, like a food court and they say, do you want anything? Like, yeah, can you grab me some pizza? Cool, great. Maybe they're going out to do the quarantine shopping, you ask them to get you some. They come home with a bunch of pineapple Hawaiian pizza and you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, great, thank you. And then you walk to your room and you pout and you think about how you're like, I just don't know how desperate I would have to be to have to eat this. I just, you know, I'm not sure, right? And so like as, as, as silly as an example as that is, I love to use that one because this is a situation a lot of people find themselves in when it comes to their careers or their professional paths, right? They don't ask for explicitly what they want or they don't know explicitly what they want. And so what they end up getting is something that's kind of sort of that, but not really right? You asked for pizza, you didn't tell them what type of pizza, and so they bring you back Hawaiian pizza, and you're like, huh, great. This is the same, same, same thing that happened.
emotions. And so when we see people in this, how did I get here situation? It's normally because they're not clear on that outcome that they're going for. And so what we want instead is this kind of ownership of flexibility, right? The driving the bus, the being in the driver's seat of the situation so that you can say, you know, there's gonna be curves and changes and swerves in the road. And yet I know that I'm in the driver's seat and I'm driving and I can respond to these things, right? That's how we want you to treat your professional path um, is determining it yourself, being in the driver's seat, taking that ownership. So ownership along with flexibility, um, taking accountability for the process. And that is always what we wanna see. So with all of that in mind, I want you to think about that, right? If I was in the driver's seat and basing my career path on what's important to me, what would that look like? I want you to um, go into this next exercise, again, similar to the one before, journal on the following questions, come back to it later. Um, I'll share them now, so get your phones out or get your notebook ready. But this exercise, when it comes to what success is, I want you to ask yourself, one, if you took the pressures and expectations of others out of the equation, what kind of life would you be living? What kind of life would it be? What are the core characteristics of that life? Right? So what kind of things are you coming up with in terms of, you know, if you say, I want to be able to work for myself or have that flexibility, right? What are the core characteristics of it? And then three, how do those tie into what you need for your professional path? So give yourself, yourself, give yourself time to explore these three questions without you know, quote unquote, shooting all over yourself. And I want you to use these questions to determine the pillars that are important to you, right? Is it flexibility, freedom, fulfillment? What kind of things are key when it comes to the life that you wanna build? And what kind of things do those mean for your professional path? So this is what I want you to be thinking about, right? What are the common themes? Because this is what you really need to be doing at the end of the day, so that you can start to build a professional path that aligns with that. While I know we are flying through this and this is simply the tip of the iceberg, it's a really important thing to start to explore. So all I want you to do today is think about the shoulds and what success would be to you if we kind of took some of those shoulds out of the equation. So as we talk about next steps, the truth is, that you are at an exciting crossroads in your life right now. Right? There is literally nothing but opportunity ahead of you and you are standing on the doorstep of some life-changing things. It is an, a very exciting time and also a really important run. So as you set out to forge your own path ahead, I hope, 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 hope that you remember that the only shoulds that matter are your own. I hope you remember that the most beautiful careers are typically the ones that are perfect for us, not perfect for others. And I hope you remember that you are in charge because at this point in time, you can do one of two things. You can either sit back and take that passenger seat in your life, let your career happen to you, or you can hop in the driver's seat and drive. And I sincerely hope that you make the choice to drive. So congratulations, class of 2020. While I know this isn't the graduation that you all expected, I have no doubt that you will make the most of it. And I can't wait to see the kind of things that you create because I can tell you the world is watching.
If you guys like this talk and you want to stay in touch, you can follow Empowered Achievers on social media, reach out to me directly, connect with me on LinkedIn, email me, send a carrier pigeon. Um, I would love, love, love to hear from you and stay connected so I can watch your successes unfold. So celebrating you from here and congrats again, class of 2020. So that's it. Hopefully you have some tangible tools and resources in all nine of our spheres. Let's recap. We talked about faith, fuel, fashion, finance, freedom, flame, folk, favor, and future. Now it's time to get pumped and excited for the best night, best graduation ever. We have such an incredible and impactful lineup for you guys tonight. We hope you got something from each of these workshops that you can use to launch the life you love. Now, let's get ready for the SheGrad party of your dreams. Yes, we are talking the graduation party with the amazing inspirational lineup of speakers, special guests, performers. It's just gonna be incredible and we can't wait to get started. So stay tuned, we'll get started soon.